0: Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane.
1: Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get
0: your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.
1: But
2: when you're alone in a foreign country and then they start closing you inside and you can go out less and less and less, you kind of start to get sad. <laughs>
0: oh hey carling maybe i should go closer to the microphone hello
1: yeah well there you are oh hey how do i sound
0: glorious beautiful fantastic my god like a goddess i have been so
1: sick for the last four days and i feel like the last i don't know 12 hours it's been
0: in my voice like from coughing so heavy i'm sorry that i haven't cared about your sickness (laughs) yeah where were you ma'am Where
1: was my soup at my doorstep and my hair tickles?
0: I know. Worst friend (laughs) ever. Honestly.
1: Uh, What were you doing this week?
0: Well, I have been dealing with puke since Wednesday. It is now Sunday. Yeah, it was flu again at your household stomach bug central over here
1: and it's almost because you had posted on facebook that like on monday kate was like oh a kid threw up in my class and then on tuesday yeah. she's like
0: another kid threw up in my class uh-huh and i was like oh, okay here it comes and then and, and then she got it and then the next day julia got it and then the next day jude got it i'm still waiting for claire claire and adrian And Adrian, and I know that I've been fighting it off. I hate throwing up. I will, like, threaten my body to, like, not throw up. (laughs) Like, what do you what's the What's the threat? It's just, like, it's not happening. Get it together. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I have had an upset stomach for, like, four days. I've had a headache for four days. I've had body aches. But I'm, like, I will not throw up. I won't do it. So I've definitely been fighting it. Claire's has like, she has a stuffy nose and a cough. So I'm like, I don't understand where this has come from. And she has had this cough since like Halloween. Right. That just keeps like coming and going. I would say Jude was the saddest because he threw up less times than the girls, but he's just like so little and so sad. And and then he literally slept like all day yesterday. I think he was awake for like two hours. Oh my God total yeah but today he's totally fine so it's really like fast yeah it goes fast but it's awful
1: yeah that's i've had to
0: clean my carpets like 40 times i've had to do like so much laundry it's ridiculous that's
1: what i feel like this is like such a we had last weekend we had this big cousin's christmas thing with Lindsay's family. Everybody is double vaxxed. Most of the kids were at least one dose vaxxed. Um, but a couple days before the first, it's like a three day thing where we all do things together. The first, a few days before the first night, one of the kids was sick. They got a COVID test. It was negative. They were symptom free. And then by, so they said, okay, we're, we're fine to still participate. And then by the, the night that we had at our house, a couple of the adults started, you know, feeling a little bit stuffy. So they left. Then Lindsay's son got it by Sunday night or by Monday, he was like really runny nose and coughing. And then he stayed home from school on Tuesday. Wednesday, I started not feeling great, but I was like in denial. And then Thursday, I woke up and I was so sick. I stayed home Thursday and Friday. Today's Sunday and I'm still like, I'm way better, but I'm still coughing. I think I can hear it in my voice.
0: Yeah, you Um, sound
1: raspy. Yeah. And then Lindsay got it by Friday. She like, she's almost 24 hours behind me. So Wyatt got it. Olivia got it. I got it. Lindsay has it now. It's just like running through the household.
0: It's crazy. And I have talked to so many other moms whose kids are in like the same school and the same grades as mine. And it's like, I'm pretty sure Kate's entire class has been out because Mm -hmm. like, even when I went to go pick up, I had to pick up Julie at school. I don't know what day it was Wednesday, I guess for counseling. And I was talking to the the lady at the desk and I was like, yeah, my daughter is a miss. Um, whatever her you know her teacher's name and she just kind of gave me this look like yeah it's it's been bad so it's like this grade two class has just been like
1: but i think that because i always i'm always like well who was patient zero let's blame them yeah you know in the case of this family cold that we
0: have going around
1: patient zero was covid negative and symptom free
0: yeah yeah like
1: it just like it just kind of lingers and
0: yeah totally and i guess well and then on wednesday too when Claire came home from school she said that someone threw up in her class and she's in kindergarten and I'm like oh my god my first question is like how close were you to them (laughs) like were you near them (laughs) yeah but it doesn't matter I mean you know you can't control things like that we've gotten gotten through it before Christmas so I guess that's yeah
1: that's true even
0: though I don't care about Christmas, but I know another... we gotta, we're going to record
1: our Christmas special, which I always find funny. I put in our calendar like Christmas special, but it's ironic because we think there's nothing special about Christmas and we hate it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we um, literally just
0: complain about Christmas for an hour.
1: Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this like Christmas episode, which will be coming up in a week because I have some like interesting, I don't know, perspective shifts or... Ooh thoughts on it I'm basically are you seeing it through a child's eyes no oh no like I'm still very (laughs) anti-Christmas but um (laughs) I've had some like interesting thoughts about it oh cool yeah I I want to say how was your week but I guess we know yeah no
0: terrible and I'm definitely like stressed overwhelmed on the verge of tears not enough time to do everything that needs to be done yeah. Stressed about Christmas, don't want to do Christmas, but then I'll get told that I need to get over it. Yeah. And just celebrate I just get Christmas. Heard that from a few people. So that's what Jesus would want. Yeah. It's hard. But um, yeah. on the plus side and probably not the plus side for some people, but uh, all my kids got vaccinated.
1: You learned the hard way that you cannot get two kids vaccinated for one thing at one time because yeah. one kid will see... The other kid. Yeah. In this case, it was your twins and be like, I am not doing that. No, thank I am you. not doing that. So I said, next time there's a vaccine. Yeah. You let me know and I will show
0: up. But my kids freaking rocked it. Oh my God. Like every, even the nurse was like, you guys the need to nurse... be the poster kids for this. Yeah. She was like, I am shocked. I have mm-hmm. never had kids do this. Like they literally didn't even like flinch, cry, make a noise, like nothing. Do you think that <laughs> I had this image while we were waiting
1: in line? So it's like me, you, five children, four of which were getting vaccinated because your oldest is already yeah. vaccinated. I wonder if they all had this like little internal chat open, being like, Oh my God, do you see that family with five kids? No dibs, no dibs, like not yeah, me. Not totally. Me. Because they didn't I can imagine looking around a bunch of the kids that were getting vaccinated. We're freaking
0: out absolutely Actually, and and what are the chances down. that five out of five kids are going to be totally like or you know four out of four yeah. are going to be just like yeah sure whatever
1: mm-hmm. like
0: they did so good even Kate who was the most nervous yeah you know
1: I kept saying like it is totally valid to be nervous it's valid to be absolutely. scared. it's okay you can it's cry okay, do can whatever cry. but then we got to go for ice cream after and it was so good yeah totally it was worth it i'll come to every vaccine with you if i get ice cream after right yeah
0: But also, I want to be very clear that the stomach flu was not related to the vaccine. Oh, my God. If somebody just listening Just in case anybody is, was wondering that.
1: Then you need to unsubscribe and just stop listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't really have any exciting news or updates at all. Oh, well, that's sad. I'm so excited about this week's episode with Megan Monroe. It's so crazy because I remember watching her videos. So Megan was living in Wuhan, China when COVID happened, and her videos were one of the first ones that I saw. And I was like, what? Like, what? Yeah. How? It was so interesting to sort of like watch that whole journey. And then sort of everything that came out that we'll hear in the episode about the scam that was the company that brought her there. Yeah. It's just been cool. Like, I feel like I've been watching her videos for almost two years now.
0: It's interesting, though, to think about like the videos that you saw and then kind of the backstory behind it too, right? How, I mean, we'll get into it, but it's just, it was a very... Crazy because we were hearing about COVID happening in China and the lockdowns and everything, and we're just sitting over here in Canada thinking, like, "Whoa, that would be so scary!" And then, you know, cut to us, like, "Did we know? Well, okay, should we let everybody listen to it then?
1: I suppose. Okay, (laughs) bye. Okay, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Hello, Megan. Hi, how's it
2: going, guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just, I made myself an iced coffee at home. Oh,
1: that's, hey. oh, that's smart. How's your weekend going so far?
2: It's pretty chill. You know, uh, I'm in America, so I got to celebrate Thanksgiving this last uh, Thursday oh, with yeah. my family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. It was really fun. Um, the first time that I've celebrated a holiday with my family in like almost two years. So I was really happy about it.
0: Wow. And the Americans really know how to do Thanksgiving. Like we do Thanksgiving in October. Mm-hmm. And it's like the typical like turkey stuffing and stuff like that. But like the food <laughs> that you guys have, like you have the mac and cheese and oh, the yeah. <laughs> like yams and like Yeah, depending on where you live. Yeah, like, like it looks so and, and the amount of food just seems like insane.
2: Yeah, it's it was a lot of food. Definitely like we had leftovers even after feeding 20 people. But what about those those, ca- <laughs> those cabbage rolls that you guys have for Canadian? Uh oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, my ex was Canadian. I
1: know. I got you guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Funny. And then you guys follow it up with Black Friday like right away. Yeah. I mean, I've honestly
2: never gone Black Friday shopping. My family's more um chill than that yeah yeah, yeah I was like gonna to say that's to probably why you're
1: alive today because you never went Black Friday shot like it's oh all my it's god all yeah movies, like, oh,
0: <laughs> it's wild
2: no yeah it's people have died definitely I you know I'll, I'll risk my life in other ways but not for yeah
0: <laughs> not for a tv
1: yeah <clears throat> awesome well I'm so excited so we were just talking before we recorded that I've been following you on tiktok like since the beginning, like since March, 2020, you popped up on my For You page and I was like, who is this? And then I've just been kind of following you along this whole time. So I'm so stoked that you agreed to chat with us.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. This is my uh, second podcast that I've been on. It, it's nice because like, like you said, I'm on the TikTok and on TikTok, you can only record like a three minute video max so it's really yeah. nice to actually and then people just watch it but this is nice because I actually get to sit down and talk to you guys and get a dialogue going about everything but um yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah
1: that's great well why don't we have you introduce yourself and then we'll kind of dive right into your story
2: yeah so um My name is Megan Monroe. And for those of you who don't know me listening to this podcast, I was in Wuhan, China when the whole COVID thing started. And I make TikTok videos about it. And I made TikTok videos about it when it first happened, but on an entirely different account. And that's a whole story Uh. that we can get into. Yeah, I was in Wuhan when COVID happened. And now
1: I'm back in Corona, California.
2: That's me. Yeah, that's my vibe right now.
1: I feel like that's kind of ironic that you're in Corona, California.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, I thought it was a little bit more ironic that I went from Corona to Wuhan and then the coronavirus happened a month later. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like you brought it there. (laughs) That's wild. So So,
2: it's the going there that's the funny part. The coming back, it's like, ah, but of course.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. So what brought you to Wuhan, China? in the Um, first place yeah
2: so I graduated college in uh spring 2019 and then I moved back in with my parents and I just needed like a job (laughs) I needed something to do because like I wasn't uh doing super great like living with my parents after being independent so um yeah exactly so I I was just searching for anything I could and this woman called me and asked me if I wanted to interview to be a a drama teacher. And I was Mm -hmm. like, sure, where? And she said, China. And like, I've never been out of America before. (laughs) I was like, so I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) Wow. I I mean, why not? Like that's an opportunity
2: yeah and a lot of people on the a lot of people on the tiktok they're like oh my god how could you go over without doing any research and it's like I was really you know like I just needed to start my life and do something Mm -hmm. and also like the person that I met for the interview like I met her in person and she took me to events and like she flew with me personally to China so it's like everyone a lot of a lot of people are like I don't know if you've seen some recent commenting on there but people are just like you deserve this for, exa- well, like, the, cause, and you know, and I, I hate to, I hate to bring race into it, but everybody's like, it's because you're a stupid white person. And I was oh. like, I was, and you know, like fair, whatever, I'm sorry. But it's like, if my neighbors who are Mexican American, like went to China, then it's okay for them to get scammed and they, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if nothing know, else, it's, it's
1: like you're it was your fault for being like naive and trusting, like. Yeah, and
2: it's, it's like, I get it, there's some people that do stuff online where it's like, you'll just, oh, I'll just sign up and go to a country, but it's like, I met this woman, My my parents met this woman, they trusted wow. her, they, I don't know, so. Yeah. You weren't just
0: flying to China by yourself to meet some random person, like you exactly. met her yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. People have done crazier things on 90 day fiance. Absolutely.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I just think it's I just think it's crazy. I don't know. Um, just a lot of people jump to conclusions when you post things on the internet. Oh and yes. That's yeah. been something that I've been trying to tackle lately. And
1: yeah, that's been a whole thing. But um how yeah, did your family react when you were like so big news? I'm moving to China. My dad did not think that I was going to come back home. Oh. Uh,
2: yeah. Like when I was in the airport, there's a picture on my, I think it's on my Instagram page or my mom's and it's like me and my mom and my dad and my dad's just like not smiling, <laughs> trying, not home, like he's crying. Yeah. They were excited for me. My mom, she's told me like, she always knew that I wasn't meant to stay in one spot. And so, mm-hmm. like, she knew this was happening, but
0: they were definitely
2: like, "Oh my god! Like,
0: this is this is it." I mean, it's not just like you moved to another state, like yeah, you across the world. Yeah, it was a, yeah.
1: it's a fourteen-hour flight and
2: like wow. a, a fifteen or sixteen or 14 hour time difference, depending on the time change and stuff. So,
1: oh my God. How long were you supposed to go for? So this is
2: the crazy thing. The lady that took me over there, she said, like, my mom asked that. My mom's like, how long is she going to stay? And she said she can stay as long as she wants. And it's like, my plan was I was going to go over there and just like teach and, you know, maybe like start a life for myself and see how much money I could make and whatever, like as long as I want. Like I had never signed, like there was no one-year contract or anything. So I left, and my, there was no
1: specific date that I was supposed to come back. It was just all up in the air. That's cool, though. Wow. Like that yeah. feels. I don't know. Like it reminds me of being in my early twenties, and like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah, just do it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's, I don't know. You know, I wouldn't. I would never undo going to China.
1: Like, right. And had you ever heard of Wuhan before? <laughs> no. Yeah, like, I've never heard of it.
2: <laughs> like, literally, it's like, oh, you're going, it's, we're going to Wuhan. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I didn't know anything about it. My, like, I knew some social stuff, like, older men will, like, bit on the ground. And, like, the toilets are squat toilets. And people will stare <laughs> at you because you're a, a foreigner. But it's like, I got there. And it's like, I was on the 10th story of this 40-story building. Like, I had Whoa. no idea it was going to be, like, that, you know? It was yeah. a huge, it's a huge city. There's like 11, 12 million people there.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like
2: that's the thing. I don't think I, I didn't talk about it in my early videos because I was locked inside. When I finally got to go outside and when I left the comp, I'll get to that. But when I got to experience life there for myself, it's like it's just the biggest city you've ever seen bigger than LA, bigger than San Francisco, bigger than New York, probably like there's no skyline. I don't know if wow. I like, like there's not a skyline because it's just all, all, all the
1: skyline. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like it's one big skyline.
2: Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you're going to some teensy tiny town in China either. It's like, yeah. I went to the, I went to the big city. Yeah.
1: Wow. And so when did you arrive there? So I arrived on,
2: I don't know exactly with like the time change and stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah. I flew out of here on December 10th, uh, 2020. 19. And then, uh, COVID started on like the, like it didn't start, but like, I got a text message from the government on January 23rd. That was like the, the public transportation is closing and you should be scared.
0: What? Oh
1: my God. Yeah. I forget that it happened earlier. so much earlier. Yeah. Like for us in Canada, it was like March 12th was when the world shut down for us like
2: yeah and and it's funny too because you know i hate to complain about the the people on tiktok because it's so much so much bs like that doesn't really matter but it's like people will go on there and i'll say yeah january 23rd and they'll say like oh well we knew about it months before and i'm like i'm like what are you talking about you know like like, i'm like how like no you didn't yeah maybe yeah i was there Yeah, exactly. Like, I know, I'm sure people, like, I don't know, maybe people got sick and they were panicking that it was some sort of thing, but it was never COVID until
1: Wuhan said it's COVID.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 And And so you
1: only really had like a month there before COVID was a thing.
2: Yeah, I had, it was basically, yeah. And It wasn't even a month of seeing things and doing things like I was supposed to go there and like travel and see things and do stuff for the first month, but they put me right to work. So like, I didn't even get to see anything until after the pandemic. I mean, like the pandemic's not over, but like after it, after the lockdown over there. Where did you live? Did they put you up in an apartment? So when I got there, they told me beforehand that I would be living with another foreign teacher. And I was like, cool. And then the woman who interviewed me and flew over there with me uh, after we went out to dinner after landing, she took me to, she's like, okay, we're going to the apartment now. Uh, And she opened the door and brought all of her stuff inside and told me that she was going to be my roommate. (laughs) Um, And it was in a flat, just a one bedroom space with a bathroom and uh, a bunk bed in the middle oh of
1: it. Oh my god. Yeah. And gosh. so like,
2: you know, here's the thing. If, if I had been told before, this is the situation I'd say, cool, sure. But like in my head, it's like, I was going to have my own bedroom, you know? And even yeah. if it was a bunk bed with another foreign teacher, that would have been fine. But this was like my boss. Oh, that's so awkward. Yeah. And so like- she tried to like push friendship on me. She tried to like make me her therapist, like in the first month before the COVID thing started, she was like, I don't know. Like she, she told me that she was married. And then like halfway into that first month, she was like, my husband and I are actually divorced and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, dude, what? Like I'm 21. (laughs) Like I had I was 21 when this all, like I was, you know, like that's still an adult. You can drink, but I was like,
1: I was still a kid. That's yeah. a young adult. That's yeah, very yes. young. Yeah. What's it like teaching drama? Like, did the students speak English or no? You- um, work. <laughs> so okay, so they told me I would teach drama,
2: and it ended up that I was teaching English, which oh. is apparently whatever. That's that's how it is over there. But basically, like, they didn't tell me how to teach these kids. My boss, the first time that I quote unquote had a class. She invited over like three kids who were probably like seven or six and then put me in a room with them and was like, okay, teach them a class. And I was like, hi, how's it Uh going? And like, they were like, hello. And I was like, so like, how old are you guys? They didn't speak any English beyond saying like, hello and their names, but she locked like, she didn't like lock me in a room with them, but she basically just put me in a room with kids that could not speak any English to even understand what I was saying. Oh, and wow. then, and
1: you, yeah. Do they speak Mandarin or Cantonese?
2: In China, Mandarin is like what you would say as a general language, but all over China, there's different dialects of um, right. Chinese and stuff. So it's and like, you didn't speak any, I didn't Chinese. Speak any Chinese. No, because they told me they were like, you don't need to speak any Chinese. Um, like the kids speak a little and you'll have assistant teachers helping you. So Mm -hmm. I just went in alone to that situation. So that's not how it's supposed to be done in most classrooms with a foreign teacher in China. It's one foreign teacher and then like two or three Chinese teachers who speak English who translate with the foreign teacher to help teach the kids. So not only was this like scam in the sense of like illegal teaching in China, which happens to a lot of people, but it was a scam in the sense of like they weren't even doing the teaching right. Like they weren't even oh. like, they weren't even doing like, cause I don't know, you can't teach a group of kids that don't speak English without any Chinese. Yeah. But then yeah. They, I don't know. It was, it was just odd, like and unprofessional and I don't know, you know, yeah. 65% of foreign teachers in China are teaching illegally. Oh, and, wow! yeah, and I think that's even on like the U.S. embassy website for China. It's known, but a lot of these foreign teachers that are there don't even know that they're doing it illegally. So it's a big scam that happens to more people than just me.
0: So what's yeah. the benefit to them to scam you? Like, are they getting money from these kids' parents to be taught and then they're... Yeah. For me, the way
2: that they made money, that this specific company made money off of me was... um. They told the government that I was like an art coordinator or something. Mm. And they told the government that they were paying me like four or five times the amount that they had agreed to pay me, actually. So I think that they were making some type of tax money from the government off of me Mm. as an art coordinator, not a teacher. Whatever kids came in for lessons were paying them, I'm sure, a good amount of money, And then sometimes we would travel to different schools, like uh, kindergartens or high schools or anything in between. And like, they would just have me teach. And so I'm sure they were making a bunch of money off of that. Like, I taught the last thing that I did with them was a speech course over a couple of weeks at a high school. And there were like, at least 200 kids in there at a time, like, I'm sure that they were making so much money off of me. And then the issue then is they, they weren't paying me. In the beginning, they were supposed to pay me 14,000 yuan every month, which is about 2,000 US dollars. They were supposed to pay for my housing and my food and everything. And so after, once the pandemic started, they didn't pay me at all. Even though I was still doing stuff online and trying to make content for them, they didn't pay me at all. And then after the pandemic, it's like, we've been locked inside for 76 days. I want to go meet foreign teachers and make friends and they were like no 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 they tried to get me to sign a contract that said I wouldn't go to a certain bar area in Wuhan and they were like it's illegal and I was like how is it illegal they have a liquor license (laughs) and they they just didn't want me to hang out with other expats other foreigners because they didn't want me to like realize how shitty and abusive they were being to me right pardon my
1: language but yeah that's okay yeah And so I'm interested. So the text you got from the government that was like, hey, girl, you got to get out of there. Yeah. Was that the first you had heard of it? Or had there been sort of rumors within the community that there was something?
2: I think that I remember like my boss had said something like, I don't I don't even know. I don't think there was anything like it was maybe something like, oh, some people are getting sick. But I don't think there was there was there was never any like, oh, shit, stuff's or oh shoot stuff's going bad you know
0: right like, it yeah. was just
2: things seemed fine and then so on january 23rd the text that i got oh also it was in chinese so <laughs> oh, <no>. it was <laughs> so um it was in chinese and i put it through a translator and translated it just says like from 10 a.m. on January 23rd, public transport, subway, ferry, long distance passenger transport suspended. And then it says the recovery time will be announced separately. Oh. Just like there's, we don't know when this is going to stop. And it said, please the general public passengers understand support, which is a rough translation, but like basically just don't go on public transport and understand what the government's doing. And everyone went, okay.
0: Sorry, you get that. Like everybody gets that text about like, transportation is suspended. Is everyone that under this understanding, like, okay, we're, we can't go anywhere. Like, or are people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. was it no transportation, stay home? It
2: was like no transportation. And then my boss had said grocery stores might close down. And wow. so what followed that was, I don't even, you know, like, it's crazy. I don't even remember thinking about like this sickness. I just remember like lockdown. So it was like, we were going to the grocery store and like, there was a grocery store by the apartment and it was just every single thing of rice and instant noodles had been torn off of the shelves. Like it was, yeah. people were just getting like big va- big bags of all the vegetables that like don't expire quickly and they're just packing stuff away. And like, we we got some stuff and then we, we went back to the uh, apartment and it was like, at that point, We were still allowed outside, but like no one was traveling anywhere. Like people were going outside to, I don't know, go on walks or see their community or something. But no one was really like traveling anywhere at that point.
1: Mm -hmm. And did you tell your family, like, was there ever a point that you were like, I should go home? So I told my family about it and
2: like, they were like, oh my God, like, you know, terrified, obviously. But at this point it wasn't COVID yet. You know what I mean? Like at this point I saw on the, on the thing that I posted on Instagram about it, it literally, and this, this is terrifying. It said, (laughs) So this is from January 23rd. It says January 22nd because of time differences, but it says like China update. The coronavirus has taken the lives of 17 people. 640 people are infected and 15 nurses and doctors have been infected.
0: 17 people. 17
2: people had died from this thing. And like, I don't even know how many people have died now. Like that was. Oh uh... my gosh. That's insane to think about. Yeah. People were saying like. I'm trying not to cry right now, but like people were saying stuff online at that point. Oh, we'll be safe in America. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's yeah.
1: like, oh, I hope it doesn't like, oh my God. I remember we were so, at my work. We were having an event the first weekend in March mm-hmm. and we had volunteers that were canceling because they were scared of this virus. Yeah. And I remember looking at my colleague and being like, like, are there even any cases in Alberta? Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. I was so indignant about it. And then like two weeks later, we shut down the whole Yeah, city. yeah. And I was like, oh no, like, I guess this is big. And I remember on TikTok seeing a bunch of videos and everything was like hashtag Wuhan. And I was like, I was like, what is this? Like, yeah, this seems crazy. It did. It was out of, honestly, it was like
2: out of nowhere. You know, like it started off, it did start off so inconspicuous, I guess. So yeah. like, but, but then also at the same time, it's like, stuff that was happening in Wuhan. I don't know. I, I heard a lot of stuff after the fact too, from friends. Cause for me, it was like, I was living with my boss who was just telling me what she wanted me to hear about things. Cause like, I couldn't access, I couldn't access the internet over there for the first couple of months because, um, you need like a VPN so that Um, you can like say you're in a different place. Cause like, you can't go on Google. You can't go on Instagram. China doesn't like those things. So I was literally just, I was in communication with my mom through this app called WeChat, which is what the Chinese people use for texting and social media and everything. And so like I was in contact with my mom, but like it was nothing at first. It
0: was something I posted about on Instagram. So you you were stuck in this room with your boss yeah. for this entire time.
2: So what happened was in the beginning, it was, you know, like the first 12 days went by and here's the other thing too, you know, I'm an adult Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: they brought me over there thinking that they could control me uh, and that I was a kid still because I was so young, but I want to live in my space. I want to go to bed when I want to go to bed and whatever. And so there was just like an instance, a couple instances. So like, I wanted to drink wine because Mm -hmm. we were inside these first 12 days. We were inside, we weren't doing anything, whatever. And so I would drink wine and my boss would like make comments about it. And she would be like, oh my God, you're drinking so, and you know, whatever amount that I was drinking, I wasn't like getting so drunk in front of my boss, but it's like, I wanted to drink wine. And so Mm -hmm. she was mad at me for drinking wine in our shared apartment. And then it was um, like 12 days into this, uh, she yelled at me to wake up one morning and she's like, Megan, Megan, get up. And I like jumped out of bed and I'm like, what's wrong? What's happening? Cause you know, this pandemic thing was unfolding and she's like, you need to clean up the table right now. And I was like, you know, like I kind of like lost it. And I was like, really? Like, like you're not my boss, like you're my boss, but you're also my roommate. And like, this isn't yeah. cool. Yeah. So like, There's another woman uh, who was already in China and she was in charge of the company, I guess, in China. And so she was like kind of my boss's partner. I don't really know. So I had messaged her and she didn't speak English, just Chinese. So I messaged her and I said, I can't live with my boss. So they figured something out where there was an office in the next complex over where like we had been teaching classes and they bought a bed for my boss and they moved her into that office. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so I, so we could still move around at this point, 12 days in. Uh And so I was alone and I was like, cool, that's awesome. But when you're alone in a foreign country and then they start closing you inside and you can go out less and less and less, you kind of start to get Sad, <laughs>
0: yeah, and so absolutely, like,
2: yeah. So, there was one day where I had come down to get groceries, and I'm walking out the lobby and I grabbed the door to open it, and it's like stuck. And <gasps> oh, no. this is when I looked down and I saw that they had who knows who it was the government had padlocked the lobby door from my apartment building to freedom and the outside world, it was locked shut.
0: No, yeah, and I've
2: I Wild. was only allowed to go uh, within my community. Whoa. Yeah. And so so this is when I got like crazy, depressed, super sad, super like not handling it well emotionally. And mm-hmm. um, my mom could tell in the TikTok videos on this old account. So this whole time too, we were posting TikTok videos about it. This mm-hmm. is like when the TikTok videos start. It's It's during the beginning of the pandemic stuff in Wuhan. And so... I was just like filming these videos alone in my apartment that I had shared with her. I don't look okay. (laughs) Like I just, I just look empty. And like my mom could tell. And my mom was like, Megan, like you need to, like, I know that you don't like living with your boss, but you need to like be in the same space as her. Right. We decided that I would, cause the office had more than one room. And so we decided that I should move into the office so that I can have another person with me. And then she would be in a separate room and it would be okay. Before this point, I could have left, but the US government was charging like $1,200, $1,400 for a plane ticket out. And uh. I had just gotten there and I didn't think that COVID was going to be COVID, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I stayed. And so then I moved into the apartment, the office. So like I was, I was padlocked in, but all of the Garages like for the cars underneath the apartment complexes in this area. It was all connected. I was in like you know Golden Gate B or whatever, and she was in Golden Gate C. So I took everything that I owned and I packed it into my suitcases and I went in the garages underneath the apartment buildings. uh I'm sure like they didn't want us to do that like semi illegally. We moved into the we moved my stuff into the office.
1: And that must be bittersweet, like you have companionship, but it's your boss. who's <laughs> yeah. Not the Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it was, um, you know, it, it was better than being alone. Definitely like, oh, and then at this point it's like, uh, you can't order any more beds. <laughs> oh Cause, yeah. Cause so COVID had been, so when she moved into the office, it was like, they ordered her a bed off of Chinese Amazon. It's called Taobao, Bao and they got her a bed and then I moved into the office and it's however many days into the pandemic and I needed human interaction, I guess, more than I needed a bed.
0: Oh no! So where did you sleep?
2: I slept on the floor
0: oh. in one of
2: those classrooms in that office from probably about halfway through April until I left the company in August. I slept on the floor. And the thing is, after the pandemic ended, after like the lockdown ended in Wuhan, I asked them, I said, I need a bed. I need you to buy me a bed. I need you to get me my own apartment. And they had purchased an apartment uh, in that little area. And it was a three bedroom apartment. And they expected me to share it with my boss and another foreign teacher that they were just trying to hire. It was bigger. Obviously it had a bed, but I, I couldn't live with her. She was like, honestly, like, this is, this is the hard part. She was she is one of the most messed up people that I have ever met. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it sucks. And it's hard to say that because it's like, oh, she's just some person that scammed you. And it's like, no, like I lost wow. I lost my ID card when I went out one time, which is a totally human and normal thing for a freaking 21 year old to do when they go out to a bar. Oh, yeah. And she had me sit down and write a paper on how I was going to be a better person. Oh, what? What? like Whoa. it was like. Like, and she was screaming at me and I was crying. I'm sitting in this like little like kid's chair and she's just like, you have to write this. You have, and I was like crying. And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like I messed up, but that's not my fault. I'm like, so she was just like absolutely awful to me. And then um, there was an incident where, uh, this is the, the sexual assault. Uh, and I'm just gonna be brief on this. One of the people, he was an investor of the company. We went out to dinner and he got drunk and he like touched me in the back seat of the car while she was driving. And when I brought it up to her the next day, she's like, no, like you just shared a kiss. What are you talking about? And I'm like, no. Yeah, And so I said, I wanna go to the police and report this. And she said, okay, or she said, no, 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 you don't need to, right? That was what that was. And I was like, no, I need to report this to the police. She said she would go with me and then she refused to go with me. And then I went into the police with some guy that I did not know it was a friend of a friend who was a Chinese guy that spoke enough English to translate for me into Chinese about my sexual assault to the police and so when I went in the first time to talk to them like alone just the police I was like I need to report this because one of the police officers spoke a little bit of English and he was like why do you want to report this why did you wait so long and then the second time that I went in and this is China Sorry yeah. for my language, but I'm in. That's China, okay. You're good. So it's like they extra don't care about me. I went. I ended up getting like I was able to make a an official report to the police where I had this guy come in and translate with me. And when I came out of the little back room where I was doing the report, my boss was there. I knew she was there, but she was there in the front desk, just with all the police officers showing them a picture of me in a skirt and a tank top from the <gasps> night when the guy grabbed me.
0: No. Like,
2: look, obviously, it, her tits are out. She deserves oh, to be grabbed. Oh
1: like, my in Chinese stuff. Yeah. yeah. I am so sorry that that happened. It's That's okay.
2: Awful. It's okay. I, it's okay. Yeah. It's just, I
1: mean, it's not okay, but. Yeah. Like, the
2: the thing is, like, now she lives in LA. She moved back before I did because I think her dad got oh. sick. I don't know what to do. You know, like, I don't, am mm-hmm. I supposed to, like, I can't really call the police on her. She didn't do anything here, but like, I know that she's in that next city over and it just drives me insane. Cause like if I ever see her again, it's just going to like make me so upset,
1: you know, it sucks.
2: It's hard. It's hard. So Um, how did you, what
1: was your exit from that company? How did you get out of that situation? So
2: basically I started making friends. I would go out and I would do stand up comedy at these bars where all of the foreigners were. And I would hang out with people. And I made friends with this one guy who was, he was a university student and he spoke a little Chinese. And he was like, I can help you leave this company. Like, he's yeah. like, you need to get out. Because at this point, when I would go out on the weekends, I got alcohol poisoning one time. Like I would oh, just because because I, I would be so emotionally pulled apart by this company and the way they were treating me. And I would just like, I didn't know how to get out. So I would just like drink myself to death. My friend was like, hey, like, we can get you out. We can find you another job. You can make more money, yada, yada. Um, oh, and then the other thing too is so they didn't pay me during the pandemic. And then after the pandemic, they took away like 30% of my paycheck because I didn't have a teaching certificate, even though they said when I moved over there that I didn't need that. And then, yeah. they, would, then they would take away like 2000 yuan, which is equal to like, oh man, I'm bad at my, like, you know, a hundred dollars. They'd take yeah, away a hundred dollars yeah. if I was late, which wow. like, yeah. So, and like, That's another thing too, where it's when you're posting things on TikTok, you can't say this much information like this. So when I went on TikTok, I talked about this, and everyone's like, it's your own fault for getting drunk and partying on the weekends. And I'm like, no, you don't. I was getting alcohol poisoning and like, sad like I wasn't having fun and missing work like I was like depressed so this was um around August and we were teaching we were were teaching a bunch of high schoolers and so I told them like two weeks ahead of time I was like I'm gonna leave the company you guys have been treating me so unfairly yada 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 and they were like good because they were mad at me for you know being depressed and being late and not being a good enough worker for them so they're like good leave I waited to finish up this thing that we were doing at the high school. And then when it was all done, I packed my stuff and I was like, all right, like I'm leaving. And they're like, we need you to sign this non-disclosure agreement. And I looked at it and I had never signed anything for them. I signed an acceptance letter to come over to China, but I never signed a contract. The whole thing's a pretty standard, like don't talk about our trade secrets, whatever, whatever. And at the end, it's like, if you leave the company without our approval, you have to pay us a whole entire year's worth of your salary. Uh, what?
1: Yeah. <sighs> and I said, "You guys, I'm not signing
2: that." And then I left. Wow! Like,
1: what are they going to do? They how can they legally hold you to that? Exactly. Like, uh, and that's
2: BS because they haven't even paid me anywhere near that much. And so the re- the reason why they, I'll get to that in a second. But after that, then I went and um, my friend moved me and all of my stuff everything I own two suitcases in a box uh into a hotel and I stayed at that hotel for about a week with him he helped me find a new job at a kindergarten and oh, cute. yeah and they were just like the kindergarten is just like oh, okay like do you have a work visa and I showed them my passport and they're like okay like you can come and work for us and I was like really wow. like that's awesome and so I went And I was working for them. Everything was going relatively well. And then one day they were like, Megan. And I was like teaching a class. They're like, Megan, hide in the bathroom. And I went, what? What? And that was the day that I found out from the, there were other foreign teachers there too. There were two of them from the UK and one of them from like Iran. And like, they were all doing the same thing too. And they were like, yeah, um, this campus isn't allowed to have foreign teachers.
1: Oh no. So-
2: When I had to go and hide in the bathroom, that was the police coming to the kindergarten to do a random check to make sure there weren't any illegal foreign teachers.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. So
2: that's when I found out like, okay, some people aren't working super legally. But the school was telling me they're like, we're going to work on your visa. We're going to communicate with this old school and we're going to figure out how to get you properly working with us and I was like okay sure I went with this new kindergarten and we went to um we went to the old office where I had lived and slept on the ground like we talked with my old boss and the woman who I guess is her partner over there who didn't speak English but we talked with them my new kindergarten that I'm working at they're just like we want to take Megan on as our employee and yada 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 can you please cancel her work visa so that we can take it over And my old company said, sure, but we want you to pay us 800,000 yuan. And what is that? That's like $80,000 or something? That's like $124,000 in US dollars. Just to write me a paper that says like, you're free from us. We don't own you, Megan. You can go somewhere else. And so- I was like, I was like, who has that money? You guys are insane. And the reason why they cared so much about me and they wanted me and they were so mad and didn't want anyone else to have me is because in my interview, they could tell and they told me they wanted me to be the face of their company. I studied theater in college alongside some other stuff and I'm well-spoken and I'm a white little American girl. And so they wanted me to be the face of their company. And that's why they asked for so much money because they thought if we can't have her, no one can because she's going to make some other kindergarten famous.
1: Oh my God. And is that why, so the first videos that I would have seen and those were like, you know, every day you're like, hi, it's Megan Monroe and I'm in Wuhan, China. And then you talk about what was happening with COVID. Mm -hmm. So that was all sort of like run, produced, everything, because of the company they wanted you to be doing that
2: yes um on that first day there was that first video on January 23rd where I'm like the metro's closed and the grocery store is closed she literally just like opened up her phone and was like what's happening and then I just said hey it's me Megan Monroe because you know I'm a yeah that's who I am and I (laughs) said what was happening and then she was like, okay, I'm going to post this on TikTok. And I was like, ew, don't post it on TikTok. That's like where everyone's doing all the dances and stuff. And then she was like, no, it'll be good. And then so she posted all of these videos that she posted for the next couple months. Like there's some videos where I'm talking about COVID, like I know what it is. Right, right. And, and it's words that they've, they've fed me where it's like, you have to say that it's a symbiotic relationship with us. And I'm like, in this video, like just saying that. And it's like, that's not, it's a no one knew no one knows how would they know yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: and so like all of those videos were like they told me what to do they told me what to say the the thing too is like my happiness for a lot of those was not fake even though I was going through all of this crap with the company like my genuine joy about stuff that's 100% real I got strawberries one time and I was like my face lit up. I was so happy. It was the most exciting thing that had happened in like a month. And Aww. like that. Yeah. So like that's, I remember those strawberries. They were so good. They came in a big plastic foot washing bucket that you could save and wash your feet with after. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. but It's like, <laughs> handy. Yeah. But it, it was like, like my, my joy and my face and my everything. It's so genuine. And they just like used it, yeah. you know? And like, that's, that's what's hard too. Cause like so many people have told me. And messaged me on Instagram and TikTok. And they're like, you're the first view that I ever, like the first glimpse that I got of COVID. You were the first information that I listened to and the you made me feel safe and whatever. And I'm like, I'm so happy about that. But at the same time, they were posting these videos and I never saw anyone's comments.
1: Right? They never
2: yeah. told me that, pe- like pe- people were saying stuff just like, oh my God, are you okay? You're so brave. You're so, th-. and it's like, I never saw that. I never knew, I never knew that there were 60,000 followers on the account following me. I never knew any of this. They could have been making money off of those videos of me. They could still be making money off those videos of me and it drives me, drives me crazy. But yeah, so that was like all of the video time, like my joy was relatively genuine, but also off the screen at nighttime, I was drinking a full bottle of wine and wishing oh. and praying to God that I wouldn't be in this situation, you know? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. praying to God, like I'm not religious, but like at that point, damn.
1: Yeah. 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 whoever's going to listen. Pray exactly. to all yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so what was then the transition? Like, how did you end up coming or why did you end up coming back to America?
2: All right. So I worked at that first kindergarten and then it was like, oh no, illegal. And I went, oh no. And I ended up leaving them and I just, I I was just hanging out and I wasn't doing anything for a while. And then I needed to get another job. I ran into a situation with another kindergarten and they tried to talk to the old company. Same exact thing. The old company asked for 200,000 yuan this time, which is more like $30,000. And I said, no, I don't have any money and then they had sent me a contract and they said you signed this contract and i went no i didn't and it was a contract that had my signature forged on it it said this was the one that they had given to the government that said i was an art consultant and said that they were paying me way more than they actually were and i was like i didn't sign that you guys are crazy they wouldn't release me it gets a little complicated here they wouldn't release me i just kept working at this company And then one day, and at this new company, they had never had a police check. Like they never had any, oh, go hide in the bathroom or anything. It was all like super legit until one day in my class, my agent messaged me. My agent is the person that pays me. And she said, we can't work with you anymore. You've been blacklisted and reported to the police.
1: Oh. And
2: I went, what the hell does that mean? I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like we can't work with you. And like, you can't work at the kindergarten anymore. And I called my mom and I was still in the kindergarten and I called my mom and I was crying and I was like, I don't know what's happening. And then one of my Chinese teachers opened the door of the room I was in and he was like, you have to run the police are here. (gasps) What? Yeah. And I went, what? (laughs) And my mom's on the other side of the phone and all she hears is me say, what do you mean? I don't have my passport. Beep. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. There's me, and I'm running out the back door down the stairs out of this kindergarten. And there's one other foreign teacher there who she's married. So she's not like she's married to a Chinese guy. She's not supposed to be teaching or working. And she's running too. I'm like crying. And I'm like, what's happening? She's like, they're just doing a check. It'll be fine. Go home. And I messaged people when I got home, like with the kindergarten, and they're like, They're looking for you. They're like, but you should be safe at home because you didn't register your address with the police. Right. And I was like, no, I thought this was a legit job. I did everything right. I registered my address with the police. And then they told me to get out of my apartment and run. And so I went to, you know, I went to a friend's place and whatever. And then he was like, you just need to go back. And so I went back with another friend who spoke Chinese, the one that helped me leave the company nothing happened. And then the company, the kindergarten was like, we want you to come back to work. And I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. And so I went back to work for a little bit. And then I went, no way, I can't do this. Because I had to, then the cops came and I had to hide in a in a closet with the other. And I went, no, this isn't worth it. I can't do this. And so I stopped working and I was like, I'm just going to try to figure out my visa. And I spent the next like three months. I don't know exactly when that was, but I stopped working probably April or May. After that, I went into the visa offices and I was like, I got scammed. And they pulled up the contract that I had from like I, I just wanted another work visa, right? I was like, let me get a work visa, let me do this right. And they said, No, you owe taxes. Oh, oh my and God. And they they pulled out the forged signature signature contract that said they were paying me however much amount, however much money a month more than they were. And they yeah. were like, you have to pay the taxes. So then I went to all the tax offices and they couldn't give me a direct number because foreigners aren't supposed to pay their taxes. The company that they work for is supposed to pay their taxes. So they couldn't give Ugh. me a number of the amount of tax that I had to pay. My visa starts expiring and I'm like, I couldn't talk to the people in Wuhan about it at this place. So I went to a different city to the US consulate. They were like, we can't help you. Like I, I spent money like flying. I couldn't stay in any hotels cause my visa was expired. And they said they couldn't
1: help me. And how then how could went, they not help you? Like, isn't that their job?
2: It is, it is their job. But like the thing is at this point they were like, You need to get a lawyer. <laughs>
1: wow. And
2: at this point, I was like, I don't have any money so I flew back to Wuhan and I started planning like I don't, I didn't I really don't want to I did not want to go back to America because you know America is whatever in all the ways but my main thing is I did not want to come back and live with my parents again and be self-destructive like I was before I needed to go to China you know right <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I was planning and at this point I have a I have a boyfriend who I'm getting pretty like a little serious with and my plan was to go to Thailand. I was supposed to be in Thailand right now. And with my fiance, uh, we tried to get married. He was my boyfriend. He asked me to marry him. We tried to get married before I left and it didn't work out. And now we're long. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: And now we're long. Where's he he from?
2: He's from Ethiopia and he's a, he's a student in China, but like the universities right now, they don't want foreign students there because the olympics are coming up and they don't want anyone to mess anything up for them because china right Um, right. i don't know if that (laughs) yeah so so he's still over there and we're trying to get him out now that's like my main thing i'm working on i was gonna go to thailand so i bought a ticket for thailand And you have to pay for the uh, COVID hotel that you're going to stay at to like quarantine for two weeks. And you have to pay for your health insurance for while you're there. And you have to pay for a ticket out to the next country so they know you're not going to just stay there. So Mm -hmm. I had all of this lined up. Then you have to apply for a document. And once that document comes through your certificate of entry, you're good to go. I bought the soonest ticket out that I could because my visa had expired. And I get to the airport on that day and my certificate of entry had not been approved yet. I was calling the Thai embassy and I was calling everyone in the airport and they were like, you can't leave today on this flight. My visa had been extended until just this day to fly out. So now my visa's expired. I can't stay in any hotels because you have to have a valid visa. And the next flight out to Thailand was in a week. And so my mommy as her ultra gold star, whatever Marriott rewards member (laughs) called the Marriott hotel in Beijing and said, please let my child stay there for a week. Oh my gosh. they, They let me stay. They, they had to like contact the police and inform them that they had an illegal foreigner staying at their hotel. So I stayed at this hotel in Beijing for the next week. And it's like, But that's cool, Megan, right? Like you get to go and explore and see the Great Wall of China. Wrong. Oh, (laughs) no. So, okay, so after the 76 day lockdown in Wuhan, there were zero cases of COVID. There were literally like they eradicated COVID in the city of Wuhan until August. Right before I left, there were like seven more cases that came in the city.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
2: And so China was on high alert. Beijing, if you left the city of Beijing and tried to come back in, you would have to quarantine for 14 days. Mm. And the Great Wall of China is technically on the outside of it. So I stayed in my hotel room for the next seven days until my flight to Thailand, which I could not get on because my vaccination record was in Chinese and not in English.
1: Oh and my so
2: the second time I'm in the airport and I'm calling everyone and I can't figure it out. I call my mom and I'm crying. And I was like, can I come back home? Uh, and she said, of course.
1: Yeah, like, of course.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so um, my parents, we couldn't get any refunds on any of these other tickets in this short amount of time. And like, I thought I'd be making it on these flights. So the refunds weren't whatever. So my parents bought me a ticket. To america and they flew out of
0: there uh three days later
1: oh Oh my gosh
0: i'm so sorry
1: it's okay oh Oh. that's so hard so
0: for your parents (sighs) were they just kind of like waiting for you to decide to come home like or it didn't sound like they were kind of encouraging you to come home they they kind of wanted you to do it on your own
2: yeah, my mom told me that she's like, I've never told you that I wanted you to come home. Like, even though I do want you to come home, I, you have to make that decision. And so, yeah, uh, it was like really hard. I was in the Beijing airport and I'd been up for hours and like my body was shaking and I was just like, I need to go home, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. yeah. So, did you say goodbye to your fiance or like um, when did you see him last? So, the last
2: time I saw him was on August 8th. We took a taxi together to the, um, Train station in Wuhan, and then I took the train out to Beijing, and that was the last
1: time I saw him. Yeah. So <laughs> And so So what's the plan? Yeah, Yeah, what's the plan? What's now?
2: So basically like the last three months, I've been coping with like being home and trying to figure something out. My goal for me and my boy, his name's Yabsara. He's still there. Like I said, the universities don't want the foreign students to be making any trouble. And although he's not a bad boy, the rules at the school are unfair for foreign students. He's expected to be in bed at 10 and get breathalyzed but like oh oh, wow yeah and like okay so he's a little bit of a bad boy (laughs) let's get into that his parents were like we can send you to private school and you can learn English but he was like f that I'm gonna teach myself English and go to public school and a bad boy yeah you know students get drunk and they come back to campus you know That's I think that's especially they're all of age. He's of age. He's 24. The drinking age over there is like 18. And so if a foreign student comes back to campus drunk, they get in trouble. They get Uh. like in super trouble. So he came back to campus drunk one time and then they gave him a curfew and then he broke the curfew and then like they started breathalyzing him. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, like he, he, he did it to himself a little bit, but also it's like, This is a 24-year-old adult who, I don't know, it sucks. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Just the university's been really rough on him lately. But he's been good for the last, like, three months. But they want to kick him out because the Olympics are coming up and they don't want, like, any foreign students that are bad to give... China a bad name even though the Olympics are in Beijing and Wuhan whatever but like does he want to leave yeah he hates it there and he misses me oh yeah the thing is we had a talk we sat down and talked about what we want from our future and he and I both just want to hang out and travel smoke pot in a legal way
1: (laughs) yeah oh yeah
2: yeah and so it's legal in Canada
1: just come here well
2: oh heck yeah well California too but he can't Now, here's the thing. The plan right now is trying to find a country that we can reunite in. Like when I say that on the TikTok and things, everyone comes through and they're like, go to this country, go to that country, go to this Mm. country, go to that country. So what I did is I sat down And I wrote down every single country in the world. And then I looked up, can you go here with an American passport? Can you go here with an Ethiopian passport? And then there's some countries that are closed because of COVID. And there's some countries that are closed because of other political things and this and that and the other thing. Uh And then I Googled like, where is, what places are safe and this and that. And I've narrowed it down to eight countries. That I want to try to move to with my boy. But the issue now is getting him out fast because the universities have started to, like, call his family and tell them to, like, fly him home. (laughs) Wow! Yeah, like, it's it's, like, really intense. So what are
1: these eight countries? I'm so curious.
2: So the eight countries, these are all countries that are safe. Marijuana is legal in some way. And rent is under $450 a month. For a wow. one-bedroom furnished apartment in a city center. So, number one, we have Argentina. Ooh. And yeah, and Argentina has free university for international students, too. So, it's high up on the list.
0: What? My God. Um,
2: yeah, right? And then there's Chile, uh, also South America, Colombia, Peru. Oh. Um, and then outside of South America, there's Croatia, which is actually like right next to Greece. Oh, I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah, it's got like a coast, which is like, that's what I need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then yeah. there's Croatia and Georgia, North Macedonia. And those are the the European countries. Um, And then Mexico is also on the list, but I don't know if that's going to be the vibe because it's so close to me anyways. But yeah, the the goal right now is to try and find whatever visa option we can for these. But like, it's really difficult. Like, it's a a whole relocation process. And for him, he doesn't have his university degree yet. So he can't just go and work in another country. And English Mm. isn't his first language. So he can't just go teach English in another country. I'm able to. Now I'm trying to figure out how to get him into school. And then we're going to reunite. And as soon as I see this boy again, we're eloping. And Aww. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a ring on his finger. And <laughs> I am I really am like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Because when he asked me to marry me, we were in the backseat of a taxi cab. He was just scared and sad that I had to leave. And so now, Aww. yeah. And so now I I don't know, that's that's my goal. I want to move to one of these countries. And these are places where, where we can stay for like a year with the right. visa. Yeah. I just want to go to one of these places with him and just be reunited that's all i can all i can think about all of the time you know yeah oh, would so he
1: want to go to america eventually or is it that you don't want to go be in america um the
2: thing okay the thing is america for rent is so expensive that it drives yes. me insane because <laughs> like yeah i'm in cal and i mean Canada's really expensive too but like i'm in i'm in california by los angeles It you know like rent for argentina is like two hundred and thirty two dollars a month the same one bedroom apartment in California would be like fifteen hundred dollars
1: easily a month yeah Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say like could you apply to be on 90 day fiance there you go the thing is we maybe maybe could but I don't
2: like I I ran that by him (laughs) And he said, and he immediately said no. <laughs> like He's not like awkward or anything. He's really like a cool guy when he hangs out. But like, you know, he's still just some kid that grew up in Ethiopia. And, you know, not everyone grew up in Ethiopia with nothing. But like he grew up like on his grandma's farm. Yeah. I, I grew up like singing the honky tonk, badonkadonk and slapping my butt <laughs> and my parents taking videos of me. But he grew up like running around on a farm. Right, so I, yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole different vibe, but I don't know, and I don't want to get too too emotional on this, but I really think it's a good balance because he's making me calm down and turning me into less of a stressed out person, and it's a beautiful thing.
1: Oh, oh that's, that's so, so
2: nice. He's making me, he's chilling me out, and I'm very thankful that I met him. Oh my oh. God!
1: Well, we'll have to have you back like in a few months to find out where you ended up, oh, where in the world yes. you are.
0: I would love <laughs> yeah. that.
2: And so it will be like in the neck to months that I know because he needs to he needs to get out of China because it's not safe for him right now yeah wow. yeah
1: yeah well we are so thankful that you got that you shared this entire story with us yeah thank you guys for having me this was really fun <laughs> yeah is the best place for people to keep up with you on TikTok
2: like your followers or like
1: yeah or yeah if people then, are like oh yes. I want to follow where she ends up
2: yeah so the best place to follow where I end up would be on TikTok my TikTok is Meg Megan Megan underscore Monroe, but the G in Megan is a Q. So it's M-E-Q-A-N underscore Monroe. Um, And that's the best place to follow my story. And then if you want to talk to me directly the best place to contact me would be on instagram and my username my username on instagram is megan monroe no underscore but the q is still there
1: m-e-q-a-n-m-o-n-r-o-e awesome well i'll make sure to take it in our show notes awesome well thank you so much we're so excited that we got to chat with you thank you guys i had i had a lot of
2: fun and um I didn't cry as much as I thought I would. So thank you guys for that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Awesome.
0: Enjoy
1: the rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Bye. 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 Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. I feel like I'm way more peppy than the last two intro outros that we've done. I know. We were pretty uh, sad last week. I mean, depression. My dog died. Yeah. Life. Um, but I have enough Tylenol cold daytime coffee and ADHD meds running through my veins that I have too much energy for sadness.
0: <laughs> that is the perfect combo right there. <laughs> A real, nice real nice cocktail.
1: Real nice. Megan, thank you so much for being on our podcast.
0: Yes. I think it's amazing that people even say yes to us, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I really like. We-, we still are surprised when people are like, yeah, totally. And it's like, but. But your story is so amazing. Like, what do you mean you want to talk to us? Yeah, to
1: yeah. When somebody is like, "Oh yeah, I've heard your podcast," I'm like, mm-hmm. "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." What? Like, I almost get embarrassed. Like, oh. your first thing
0: is to say, "I'm sorry that you've heard yeah. our podcast." <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am so sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Or like Paige, who we just interviewed, who's coming up in a couple weeks, was like, "Oh yeah, I've been listening to your podcast and it's really good." I'm like, "Okay, but." What? No. Stop. You're just
0: saying that. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: honestly, thank you for everybody who's ever been on our podcast. Thank you if you've ever listened to our podcast. This is huge.
0: Just thank you. Thank you. And we're coming up on, you know... The year ending, we'll. I think I'm going to recap some of our episodes from the past year on our socials. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, if you've missed any of our episodes the last year, go back and listen to them because they're amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what we never talked about in our intro is our Patreon. Our what? Who? What is that? that? Who's she? (laughs) (laughs) Our friend Patreon is a subscription (laughs) service. So if you just like cannot get enough of us and you're like, I need more of these ladies. Or if you're like, yeah, they're okay, but I feel bad for them and I really want to support them in another financial way.
0: Or if you're like, I really want to know more about these ladies' traumas. I wonder if there's a place to hear that. Oh, yeah. Karen, uh, one of
1: our most recent, I've never met her in person, but we've chatted a bunch. Um, She became a patron and I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And she was like, "Um, I have to hear your story. (laughs) I had to subscribe. So for as little as five dollars a month, you get access to over 42 of our episodes that have never and will never be on our main feed. And so they are exclusive to the Patreon. We do two episodes a month. We do draws and giveaways. And I don't want to say too much, but maybe Christmas cards. What? And where we look our like truest gayest
0: selves. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's a hoot. A hoot and a half.
0: A hoot and a full, I would say.
1: Uh, it's at least two hoots. <laughs> Why aren't we in marketing for Patreon? It too I full don't. Hoots.
0: It's two full hoots.
1: A hoot and a quarter if we're really talking about some crazy trauma.
0: Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, we're telling your
1: story. So we told my story. It was like five parts. We told about the time I was almost kidnapped. We told about all sorts of things. And now we're diving into
0: your trauma. I feel like I should just make mine six parts just to kind of. Yeah. One up me. I'd one up that. you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and the thing is when we're telling our own traumas, we never know how many parts it's going to be because we just sort of, we just sort of like vomit out our, our yes. truth, our story. And around an hour, we're like, eh, we should probably cut it off for now because yeah, it's getting long. So we're going into part three for you on the heels yep. of a tough week. That's going to be great Ooh. for you. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to be like blind while we're talking about it. I know you're getting some sort of like eye, like are they dilating your pupils? They're dilating my eyes uh, just because I have terrible eyesight. I'm like legally blind basically, but my eyesight has gotten worse, which I didn't think was possible. So they're dilating my eyes just to make sure that they're not like missing anything for a few hours after I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to see. Yeah. Maybe that's best though.
1: Maybe. For when we record. Yeah. Yeah. I'll like, I'll write a contract. If I die before you, you can have my eyes.
0: Oh my god, you're so sweet.
1: I would do that for you. I have very good eyesight. Thank you so much. You'd be a br- you'd be brown eyes and red hair, but that's fine. Then you'd keep the podcast going, and maybe we through could... through your it. eyes. I was <laughs> 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 through her eyes. The next evolution of the I did not sign up for this podcast,
0: <laughs> featuring Michelle and a little part of Carling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my
0: god okay okay Anyways. everybody
1: follow us on all of the socials we are on i did not sign up for this instagram tiktok patreon okay everybody have a great day i hope you're all all healthy right. and well and we will talk to you next week bye, bye.